Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new year for the podcast, It Should Go Without Saying. I'm your host, Andrew Lewis, and joining me today is our resident NBA expert, Adam Amy. And Adam, it's been an eventful uh, Christmas and New Year, uh, summer in Australia break. Uh, eventful f- uh, in many ways for the wrong reasons. And uh, we were very uh, saddened to hear the news uh, on January 27th of the death of Kobe Bryant in a helicopter crash along with his daughter and seven other people. Kobe Bryant was and still is your favourite ever sports person. Um, so I'm going to open the floor uh, and uh, tell us, uh, you know, it's been four weeks. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're tell us what your on, thoughts we're are. T- touching on three to four weeks. Um, look, uh, I'm not going to go and repeat everything that's sort of been said in the media. Uh, I guess to go one step further, uh, Kobe wasn't just like a favourite athlete. Um, I, I guess the word idolized is probably not doing it any justice. And when, when I woke up on the 27th, we, we sort of just finished a basketball tournament and I just wanted to sleep in. I woke up to this news and I was, I, I was inconsolable. Um, it was, it, it, I couldn't believe it. No, there are still days where it, it just doesn't sink in. Um, yeah, to top things off, he was he was buried uh, on February seventh, which <clears throat> not many people know is my birthday. So yeah, I, I'm kind of an emotional roller coaster. I have been for the last three weeks, uh, but the legacy that Kobe left, I think, is resonating through the not just the the NBA, uh, all over the world, sports. Uh, other platforms. Uh, I think there was a tribute at the Oscars, which was very moving. And it's amazing to see the impact and the power that, that one person can, can have on the world. Um, and it's, it's really, it's gut wrenching just to, just to hear news about a hero, uh, as I said, my idol and uh, his young daughter who had only sort of just begun her life. Uh, Kobe had only just begun really focusing on being a dad and Vanessa and the kids are, are left with, with a piece of their soul out as a seven other, seven other people who all had families and it was really, yeah, it's gut wrenching. Mm. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, it was pretty stunning news um, on uh, January 27th, obviously a public holiday in Australia. Yes. Um, the, I was, I had a FA Cup match uh, to watch Liverpool and they played uh, overnight. So uh, my usual, uh, my usual regime or uh, way I do things with those type of games is I'll, I'll watch it when I wake up. And that means that I'm usually on a uh, social media blackout. Uh, so I don't spoil the result. And uh, my mum texted me, oh, it's horrible news about, you know, I, and, and she mentioned, you know, she was asked, you know, our oh, animal will be, you yeah, know, distraught. Well. And um, I s- sort of put two and two together, was able to look it up um, without without spoiling anything I didn't want spoiled. Um, yeah. Insofar as finding out results, obviously the morning and the day was pretty much spoiled. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff said, and I've sort of, I've sort of done a, sort of immersed myself in a lot of stuff. Um, Kobe wasn't my favourite basketballer, and he's probably far from it. But, um, and we always used to joke that we were going to have the uh, podcast to end all podcasts, where we were going to, you know, break down and do like three hours on who was actually the best uh, shooting guard in Laker history: Jerry West or Kobe Bryant. Um, Funnily enough, Jerry West is sort of the reason why Kobe Bryant was a Laker, um, orchestrating yeah. the trade, trading Divac for uh, the rights to Kobe when uh, Jerry West was general manager of the Lakers. Um, it's all—I mean, it's all very sad. Um, mm. I, I, I Kobe just, yeah. was Kobe was the closest thing we have seen uh, to Michael Jordan in style of play and and. Uh, commitment to winning and, and all sorts of stylistic things. But also because the game has changed, I'm pretty positive. We're not going to see anyone more like Michael Jordan. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, and, I, and it's just not the, the game's not geared that way anymore. Mm, you don't have legacy players like that. It just doesn't happen. Kobe was like Michael Jordan, I think because he wanted to be. Yeah. Um, Every you know, you speak to any NBA fan who's our age, and they will almost certainly say that Michael Jordan was the best player of all time. Kobe was our age. Um, yeah, Kobe was born in '78. I'm born in '980. You're born in '981. Um, so it made sense that someone of our of our generation would idolize Jordan to that degree. Um, yeah. and replicate that drive and and stylistically his game. Um, oh, I guess that's where the, the, the Kobe and, 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 geez, it's been coined, it's been said way too often, I guess, but this whole mumba mentality thing is Kobe, his work ethic, it's probably one of the biggest things that I looked up to, but that just showed that he looked at the best player that he'd ever seen and said, I want to be that good. And whatever it takes, whatever work I need to do, I'm going to be that. And that's probably why he's up there on that on that mountain. Just sort of, he got to that point. He's the closest anybody got to Jordan. Yeah. And I think it's something, and we, we, we will talk about current players in the NBA when uh, later on. But, um, and I, I don't necessarily want to do it, uh, lead it into a segue to, to speak about the... Uh, Lesser things, but oh look, it I is was going to say in- I, I have switched back onto the NBA, and I, I won't lie. I, I since the news, I, I think I've watched a total of about three and a half games. Oh uh, well, I mean, I got I got crook uh, mm. a couple of weeks ago, and I also made a point of watching the uh, the Lakers Blazers game. Um, I don't get an opportunity to watch a lot of. As much NBAs as I sometimes like, but uh, over the last few weeks, I've I've actually managed to see quite a few games. Um, but just getting back to Kobe, that work ethic. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if uh, we'll if we'll see that uh, to the same extent again. And I think there are, you know, that incredible ability to you know just go away and obviously we've we've learned you know about his regime about his yeah. training how we get up at five and 
you know, he'd be in the gym and working on his game and all that sort of stuff. He played, you know, just a total commitment uh, to winning. That's that and 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 being the best he could be and ensuring that his his teammates could be the best they could be, which didn't always manifest itself. In... The message was never, yeah, was not always received loud and clear or no. willingly received. No, which is which is you know to be fair, probably exactly the same as the relationship a lot of Jordan's teammates had with Jordan. Yep. Um, I think because there's sort of we've we've skipped over the asterisks in Jordan's career, if there weren't any, mm. if there were any, um, but we sort of don't give Kobe the same uh, graciousness, uh, for want of a better word. Um, yeah. You know, the first three titles where he, where he certainly for the first couple, he wasn't the best player on the team. You could argue that that third title, um, he probably was at that stage the best player on that team, all, all the most important. Um, yeah. Jordan never lost in the finals. Uh, Kobe lost a couple of times. And I just think, you know, if you sort of, if uh, Michael Jordan's the curve, then in all seriousness, probably only Bill Russell. Uh, gets anywhere near passing that curve. So um, I think it's a little unfair. Yeah, and look, I'm, and I'll, I'll segue into the... Because the, there's a trio there. There's LeBron as well. And I used to be one of the ones that made jokes about continually losing in the finals, but you can't just judge his resume of work based on finals performances. It's different personnel around people, um, all these upper echelon players, legends, like no matter past, present, future, at legendary status. And it's going to take a lot for anyone else to sort of reach that mountain. There are a couple that have potential. Uh, but with the evolution of the game comes the, the evolution of what greatness is. In this day and age, we, we track a lot more than just the... Um, the old box score, I guess. Mm, yes. Um, it was a very nice touch at All-Star Weekend this weekend. Now I'm going to do the segue. Um, that they renamed the MVP award for the All-Star Game, the Kobe Bryant Award. Um, I, I like the award, but I still want the logo. <laughs> that in, that That's, that's going to be the segue to our episode that goes for five hours. Jerry West v. Kobe Bryant. Jerry is the logo. When Jerry is replaced by Kobe as the logo. Um, I didn't see any of this All-Star weekend, unfortunately. I've watched a lot of NBA games, but my weekend was just crazy. Um, in all, the worst you know, on part the sun- it, it's on a Monday. Mm, but the Sunday is normal in Australia is normally the day I love it. I watch it the, I, I, I'm a fan of the dunk competition. I love the three-point competition as well. But... Um, and as you might just hear in the background, viewers, um, uh, just in the background noise coming from my microphone, on Sunday we went and got a dog, and he's Uh-oh. just howling in the background. So um, I wasn't able to – I haven't had any time uh, to catch up with uh, anything in the All-Star game. Um, we were, we were going to talk about All-Star snubs if we had done the podcast last week, but, you know, things get in the way. Um the All Star stuff. Alex, Alex Caruso. I mean, what? <laughs> <sighs> I can't get over it. At least, um, at least Taco Fall got to participate in some way, shape, or form. 
this weekend, even if it was being a prop in the uh, in the dunk challenge. Yeah, um, that's seriously as tall as any prop is ever going to get. I mean, no one. <laughs> They're going to struggle to find someone taller than seven foot five. They'll you know, actually just, just like, need a prop. Even if the Guinness World Records people got involved, um, wouldn't be they too would far find off. someone. Yeah. Um, I love Caruso. Um, yeah. It, it's, Did you I, hear it, about the dunk competition? Uh, the dunk I, contest. I, I heard about the dunk competition. And uh, again, it seems to be all these suggestions. I mean, I don't know what happened. Apparently. Dwayne Wade gave Aaron Gordon a low score, and that's why he got robbed. Um, well, apparently Common came out and said that the judges had all agreed to give two nines in the final dunk. Dwayne yeah. Wade wasn't going to give it; was supposed to give a ten, and he gave a nine to give it to the Miami guy. Yeah, that's give what it- I've heard. I also hear that um, Aaron Gordon's been spotted in the gym working on his three-point shot. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to follow in uh, Zach Levine's footsteps and try and make it to the three-point comp next year. Oh, excellent. That means no one in Orlando is going to see any of the bull anymore. Um, <laughs> he's going to follow Zach Levine. Um, here's what he, everyone seems to be this, this issue like, oh, what, you know, the scoring system and let's make the judges, um, let's have them like masked or unknown or... Oh, um, I heard that. Or, yeah, or that, you know, uh, let's uh, change let's the scoring system. Let's rate it out of 20 points, 100 let's, points. Yeah, let's bring back the, the point five. The judges just need to get fair dinkum, right? If, you know, what do you get, a 6 out of 10 if you yeah. if you don't complete a dunk? You don't complete a dunk, you get a zero. It's, um, it's, it's pretty straightforward. If it's a serious contest, which... These players, and Aaron Gordon showed he, he was taking it pretty damn seriously. He's like, I'm done with this. I should have two of these by now. Debatable. Probably one. Um, actually, no, I'd say two. That, that Levine one was, that was a good contest. But the judges have to have criteria with which to give their scores. Yeah, if they want to treat it seriously, if the award actually means something or the, the trophy at the end of it, Otherwise, it's just entertainment for kids. Cool, let's put on a good show, dress up what, you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, I mean, it is sort of entertainment for kids anyway, but, you know, if you. And big, small and big kids alike. I, yes, I enjoy well, the dunk competition. Well, as far as you're concerned, Adam, young and old kids, because you've never stopped being a small kid. This is, I'm, um, I'm, yeah, it's true. Yes, old kids, <laughs> young kids, kids. Um, but you know what they really need? And this is this is going to come out of left field, but I'm going to sort of I'm going to sort of go I'm going to zag towards one of my favorite television shows of all time. You need a judge on there like Red Simons. You just need someone who's like, Ooh. like I'm like really Shaq. hard to impress. Oh well, yeah, you jumped Shaq over that guy and put the been... ball between your legs. Seven. You know, See, Shaq could have been that judge, or could be that judge. Um. I don't know who that needs to be. Does it need to be someone like one of the talking heads, you know, like a Colin Cowherd or was it just like, oh, I'm not impressed by that, you know, um, or someone of, left. Basically up. one of your, your uh, personality shock yeah. jocks. Yeah, something like that. Because you can get, then you, then you balance them with getting Obama, who's just going to give everyone a 10 because he's like, <laughs> I, you know, who knows? I might still need to run for president this year if, if America needs saving. So... You know, 
he's gonna want. He's gonna be wanting to make everyone else happy. You just need someone. You know, you need the yin to the yang. You need a villain out there who's just gonna the be like shock villain. You dunked over three guys. Wilkins. You dunked over three guys. Reverse. Have an eight. You know, just not just one of these guys is like, oh wow. I'm you know like Homer when he was the food reviewer. I give that seven thumbs up. It's just like. They just all seem so easy. So so e- everybody, 50. every dunk is awesome. Not every dunk is the same amount of awesome. So, And I still think, yeah, you've got to deduct points if someone's copying a dunk or repeating a dunk. Like there, there's too many elements that are similar. But that comes down to actually wanting to have a serious competition. Yeah. And realistically, All-Star Weekend is just a really good, fun weekend to show off all different aspects of the NBA. Until the last quarter of the All-Star game now, and then it's just like, this is serious. So Yeah. Uh, look, next year, if the, 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 with the same rules, do you reckon they'll keep the same rules next year? Yeah, I think it worked. So I think they're going to they're gonna keep it. Yeah. The Kobe Bryant Memorial All-Star Weekend. Yeah, there's like 24. The, the final quarter is first of 24. 24 yeah. Or 24, 24 more than the team that's in front. So... Oh, boy. When, when we were growing up, the trade deadline happened after All-Star Weekend. Now it happens before All-Star Weekend. What's the one thing about what happened at the trade deadline you want to talk about the most? What's the, what's the, what was the biggest move? What's the, what was the biggest deal? I didn't see this exact trade happening, but I knew there would be a trade. That's what I'm going to say about one D'Angelo Russell. Yes. And it was to the Minnesota Timberwolves for... Um, Andrew Wiggins and a first. This yes, now, it's a it's I, a first this year. So Golden State now have potentially two lottery. It's picks. a protected. Is it a protected? Uh, I think top it might be five, top three protected. Top three protected. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I um, and look, I'm, I'm I might be reading too much into this, and apparently, uh, D'Angelo's always wanted to play with Carl uh, Anthony Towns and vice versa. Is it is it just the case that? Ever since uh, Jimmy Butler was in Minnesota, he's been wanting a snitch, someone to sort of keep an eye on the team. Or is that too much of a, a deep dive into D'Angelo's uh, past? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, did, and I'm he's not a bit sure. Of a snitch, from what I've heard. Oh, of course, he played the Lakers, didn't he? So yes, um, and he, he what was it? He he said something. He, he basically snitched on uh, Nick Young. Okay, what he told he Nick Young shoots too much is I, no I no no it was, it was something to do with uh, escapades off the court uh, and uh, the rumor going around is that D'Angelo cannot be trusted uh, and if he's got his phone up expect to be on camera but anyway fair enough well not Carl to Anthony discount Jones. that we we said the we we talked about this like at the start of the season that the reason the Warriors acquired D'Angelo was with the intent to move him and just have a serviceable piece that they could use as a chip. And I think they've they've moved it quite well. Seems to be a lot of uh, bullishness about Wiggins at Golden State, that he's going to, you know, straighten up. He won't be able to coast through games playing with Draymond and he'll provide a point of difference with uh, when Steph and Clay come back. I have a slightly uh, different take on this. Yeah. So is you it know slightly guy, different or is it completely different? So you know the guy that trades a matchstick and keeps trading for items until he gets to a house? Yeah. That's, that's what the, the Warriors State. are doing right now. Okay. So they've got their paperclip. 
and yeah. they trade the paperclip for something that's worth a, a little bit more than a paperclip and a yeah. first round pick. Yeah. And then they'll move the thing that's worth more than a paperclip or that they got for a pen and they're going to trade the pen for a calculator. Do you know you take my meaning? They're going to just yeah. keep upgrading this yep. one piece that they bought. So what? what's the next piece? That, what, what does what does Golden State turn Wiggins into in uh, in June, July? I still reckon there's a, there's a Philly piece on the table at some point. Well, we're going to get to Philly because I have some very, very strong thoughts about that. Um, you can't trade coaches, so he's just going to get sacked. Um, yeah. I mean, you have to want <laughs> give. We want Brett Brown. I mean, no. All right, going to happen. Well, yeah, we'll we'll go down the. Uh, I Brett think Brown's never won point. a title with that as a head coach without Darren McDonald. So that's just just well, now we know who Philly need to recruit. <laughs> 50-something-year-old Darren McDonald. He we was old when he, came to, when he came to Australia, but, boy, he could play. Um, yeah, I, 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 I really have no opinion about that trade. There is, those are two guys I really don't spend and I'm gonna, don't spend much time thinking about. Um, Wiggins and D'Lo. Yeah. Yeah, um, look, time will tell. We'll see if they're, we'll see if they're a good fit. Um, next year, or I suppose next season, the Warriors come back to relevance. Mm. And this season, they're, they're they're off the radar. Yeah, I mean so, they are. They are. They're terrible. not. They're not making. Yeah, they're not making the playoffs. They're they're going to have a couple of picks in the top ten. It's more of a let's see. The Warriors become interesting again in June, July. Yeah. I guess they um, are five games. The Warriors off the second last team in the West. Who, funnily enough are the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, and two and a half games off the Cavs for the second worst record in the league. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's not probably not changing. They're probably going to have the most ping-pong balls or whatever it is they have nowadays um, in the lottery. And it's going to be interesting. Unfortunately for the Warriors, it does it does appear to be a really weak draft year, but we'll see what yeah, happens. True. Maybe they hope they get the uh, they they the Wolves pick becomes like the top three, so they get next year. It moves forward to next year. Perhaps, and I mean the Timberwolves have the fourth worst record um, in the NBA at the moment, so they have a they have a worse record than the Knicks. What other trades, like major trades, did you find well, this, interesting here? Because that, like that one, was a the Warriors are going to move him. I knew it, like from the start of the season. I couldn't see the Warriors not moving D'Angelo. Um, interesting that they chose Wiggins, who's a you, you're trading a one for a two, maybe three. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I think I think Wiggins, I think I think uh, Russell was what they could get at the time because. They've traded it for um, another guard. In, or in another terms of Durant. Yeah. And they probably went into the season thinking that knowing that Clay Thompson wasn't going to play before the trade deadline at, you know, an yeah. absolutely best case scenario. So um they thought Curry and Russell will be able to play together and, you know, they'll be able to share they'll both play one and a half guard, you know. Mm. And be and be competitive. And be and be competitive. Obviously Curry went down, so that didn't happen. Um but they're thinking now we're closer to getting everyone back. Starting lineup of Carrie Thompson, Wiggins, Wiggins, Raymond, 
and MB. You know, oh, sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Um, and you Giannis, know, center to be named later. Um, is, well, not hear, a bad uh, starting, uh, is not a bad starting lineup. Is it better I hear, than? I hear Andre jump, Drummond uh, <laughs> going cheap at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> He's in Cleveland now, isn't he? He is, unlike the guy who used to coach Cleveland. Um, what a mess. At the other end of the Easter Conference, I'm just gonna just gonna rip off the band-aid with the segue here. The Bucks are 46 and 8. They're right? pretty good. They're, They're pretty they, good. I saw them play the Sixers um a couple of weeks ago. I watched that whole second half. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like Grandpa Simpson right now. I'm going back to All Star Weekend. Did you know what is it? What's his name? The guy that was in the dunk contest from Milwaukee. I'm just that, looking up. Yeah, um, Connerson. Yeah, the white guy. Yeah, we could say that. Seriously, you're going to use Giannis as a prop. That yeah. guy has balls. Don't King hurt Kong size balls. Don't hurt either Giannis. that or he's stupid. So. That day, which was the game, it was on the, it was in the first week of Feb, so it was about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Giannis played thirty-five minutes, had thirty-six points, twenty rebounds, and six assists, and absolutely skewered Joe Allen Bede. Um, they've got yeah, Wesley Matthews right. hooked up to the Juvenation machine. Um, he just he go he'll go missing um, at the uh, the beginning of April. Possibly. They've got both of the Lopez's who, you know, seem to be playing this sort of thing like we wanted to do in fantasy in the late 90s where we wanted to put Antonio and Dale Davis together to be one fantasy player. Cause and they're, and they're actually doing it. They're two players, yeah. They've actually got identical twins. They should have just, you know, said one of them was retiring from the league. <laughs> like and, the and then, yeah, and then, well, I guess they probably have to keep walking off the court, so... Um, <laughs> They got Carl Corver. Play a half each, I guess. Um, who's might have a couple of a uh, little bit of petrol left in the tank. Ilya Sova, who's been there forever, Connaughton. Um, but they they are just eviscerating teams, and their uh, their point differential is historic. It's like plus twelve over plus twelve a game. Uh, they're putting together one of the all-time great regular seasons. Can they win seventy? And does it matter? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying in terms of legacy. I'm saying if they win, you know, does it matter? Regular, no, they've no. got they've got the top seed locked up. No, that's um, not what I. That's not what I meant. And then does it have the fact they're going to win seventy or sixty nine or whatever is going to be one of the best ten regular seasons in NBA history? Does it mean anything to their title chances? Can we read anything into it? Because I've got question marks over the Bucks as a title contender. Yeah, I think they're a, they're a, a fantastic regular season team. Mm. So, but, no, I don't think they'll win 70. And no, I don't think it matters. Okay. There's certainly... Think, look, it's... Oh, it's uh, they are great at the moment, but things change. Tempo changes... Uh, it's constantly playing the same opponent in the playoffs. The game changes a lot. I don't think you're going to see blowout after blowout and people not changing their defensive schemes against Giannis. The playoffs are going to be different. Different. There is certainly a school of thought that this, and I think 
it was used in the All-Star game a little bit, that this sort of wall defense that the Raptors used last year in the conference finals to stop the Bucks, where mm. you just sort of, you line up the guys at the, at the that level with the free throw line and you don't let Giannis get past and that's how you stop him. Um, you've really got to, you've got to close out shooters in that instance. Yeah, generally. I mean, yeah. it's still a, it's still a, it's still a strategy where if guys like Bledsoe, Middleton, and Matthews, and Corver, um, and the Lopez brothers, if they're hitting threes, it doesn't really matter. You know, Giannis hmm. goes for 25, but then he has 15 assists. Yeah. Um, I'm more worried about the fact that, and this is, everyone's talking about this like it's a plus. And I guess the Bucks are going to be well-rested. There's no one playing a whole heap of minutes there. But at some stage between now and the end of the regular season, conventional wisdom suggests that they've got to shorten that rotation. Because I, you I get to the playoffs and you've got to rely on, you can rely on eight guys maximum. Yeah, learned, you don't want to be delving the into the night. bench and have people not having like consistent minutes. Yeah. I, I think what you'll see over over the coming month is that will start to take shape. It, like any like, yeah, I, I, with any common sense about it, performance over the, the coming weeks, if you're one of the role players on the Bucks, you're fighting for a spot. Yeah. Unless your name is Giannis, you're pretty much fighting for a spot. Oh, or Middleton, I guess, their name. Yeah. MVP again. Um, what happens if they go, they, just, they fall from grace. Matthews hits his and goes back to his old... Not so great form. The Lopez brothers can let people down, like we all know. Middleton, look, yeah, if they they go on a slump and they pick the wrong eight, they could be out very quickly. Mm. And Eric Gordon has a history of not coming through in the big moments. Um, Eric Bledsoe, yeah, that's Eric Gordon. I'm mean, Eric Bledsoe, yeah. the one who plays Milwaukee. That Eric, um, <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> It's 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 interesting. The other I, I thing, think... the other problem they have is that, and this is I'm not I, I this is one of those situations where you know if I was an obnoxious Twitter person I'd say don't at me. Um, the road <laughs> to the NBA Finals and the Eastern Conference goes through uh, America's northern neighbors. It goes through Toronto, Ontario. Um. Yes, but yeah, that's that's a serious basketball team. They are. They're a great team. They are not better than last year. So it's not as scary a route to go through. But you're right. It is going to have to go through Toronto. Unless they have a monumental collapse. And I can't see it being that monumental that they drop out of the top four. Let alone, yeah. That 2-3 is going to be interesting. I don't know if it's going to be that interesting. Um, Do you think Toronto wins on Boston's home court? Yeah. I mean, I'd be looking at... I mean, the Raptors are paying something like $20 for the NBA title. And I'm just like, that's that's extreme value. Um, If it was a Raptors-Celtics series and the Raptors had the two seed, I would like Raptors in less, six or less. Raptors in five or six. So they're, they're, they're really a solid team now. So they've actually built a real, it's a well-constructed team overall. Mm. 
Yeah. Now, obviously, they lost one of the best players in the league in Kawhi last season, but they've they've managed to get another level out of Siakam. Their, their vets are pretty solid. They've had players step up. My my question to throw back and go with this Milwaukee doesn't matter thing. Toronto last season felt like the people's team. You know that team that you go, oh, I got a soft spot for the Raptors. They're doing yeah. really well. Yeah. Who 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 are the people's who's the people's team in the East this year? Because Milwaukee and Toronto are both those kind of teams. Um well, I think it's probably Milwaukee because the Raptors won it last year. The Celtics are never going to be the people's team. No. no. Uh, for the same reason why the Lakers aren't going to be. Correct. Um, the Heat have a self-appointed villain. The 76ers are... <laughs> who, who got the henchmen Pull your hair apparently. out confi- confounding. Um, and no one else below the Sixers has any chance of coming out of the East. Unless... Indiana unless Beach there's an enormous, the unless there's an enormous penny drop in Indiana in terms of how they reintegrate Oladipo back into what they were doing, but the pace six weeks to figure it out. The paces are on like 48, 49 win pace. Mm-hmm. And history says you can't win the title without winning fifty games. So um, the Sixers are on pace for fifty one. I reckon. I reckon if the paces go above fifty. They take the first round of the playoffs to seven games and have a chance of winning. Oh, I mean, I, I don't think I, the pa- I like I Indiana. Think, I don't think Indiana is an easy place to get a W. Um, but having said that, they're probably what are they nineteen and ten at home and on and on the road? They're thirteen and thirteen. They've got a better road record than every team in the East except the top three. So they've got a better road record than the Heat, and everyone has a better road record than the Sixers. Um, it, I mean, it, it's. I think no I think offense to the other two teams in this race, but current current standings wise, mm. I think the top six is where your Eastern Conference finalists are coming from. I think it's that it's I, still that far up in the air. Milwaukee I, I, and Toronto currently just walk all over Brooklyn and Orlando, but the others are coin tosses. Um, no, nah, I, I like Bucks Raptors for that Eastern Conference final. I think there'll be some great series. I think Heat Sixers will be very, very interesting. Um, I don't think the Celtics will want too much mm. of the paces, but I think they're probably a bit too deep. But we did see in the last, or well, I heard in the last, uh, that last period of the All Star game that Kemba was terrible. Um, We've got to remember that Kemba's never really played an important game of basketball before. He's been on a he's been on a bad a team for a long curve. time. Yeah. Um, so we don't know how that's going to shake out. That that you know, hopefully for the Celtics' sake, it's Tatum who takes over at the mm. end of games. So there's certainly some signs that 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 might be about to happen. But um, I mean, I like I like the Celtics a lot, but I don't know if they've got it completely figured out yet. Which is scary because you know they're a seventy percent win team, so they're well coached. I think that's that's their strongest yeah. part yeah. is the fact that they are well coached, and they've always been well coached under Brad Stevens. It just reminds everyone that nobody can coach Kyrie Irving. Um, <laughs> apparently, it's not, we're not going to see for the rest of the season now uh, because of his shoulder. Watch the Nets go on a run. Just watch it happen. They'll just. 
Oh, look. They'll, they, they'll finish above 500 now. It's a uh, broken record story. It's just... Yeah. So you got that. you got a chance that... I mean, Durant's videos of him working out now. So there's some suggestion that Durant's going to be playing NBA games next month. Um, yeah, they're going to go a run. Yeah. But, yeah, true. But they're going to run into the Raptors. And, and fall flat on their face. Yeah, Durant is not going to be in a situation where he's going to be able to average... 45 points a game, which is what they're going to need from them to beat the Raptors. They're not... Oh, the team will be lucky to score 45 a game against the Raptors. Yeah, I can see... I can see the Brooklyn Nets winning a a game four on their own court when they're 3-0 down. So they're like, no, we're not getting swept. We're not getting, you know, swept off our own court. And then that's that. Winning that pride game. Yeah. Mm. Well, we'll let's stick in the East for a little bit longer. Yeah. Just quickly, we're going to breeze over it. Uh, Jimmy Butler's new friend in Miami. Iguodala? Good call, bad call. Um, I think they're better that he's there, but I think they've overpaid. I, I think they're giving him too much money. I wouldn't give. I wouldn't have given him the second year of the deal. What are they getting, like two I, years, I, 35 I million? Heard, I heard the news, and you're going to love the first thought that came to my mind. Yeah? The only words that came into my mind were, too old, no interest. <laughs> And you can hear the accent in your head now with that late show. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, he's yeah, been, look, he hasn't played in a long time. Um, they gave him the lots last of few money. years at Golden State. He was injured quite a bit. Um, I mean, I don't have a problem with what Iguodala's done. He's just got he's got his last payday. You know, he's oh look, he's, he's out for him in that career, not, but yeah. Iguodala's. In terms of how I look back on his career, he's going to make my head hurt because, and this is I've 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 long been railing against this just across a whole bunch of sports, but with a lot of sports, you know, Australian rules football is a very good example, but also the NBA. It's too easy to get into the Hall of Fame, and you know everyone's going to everyone's talking everyone talks about Iguodala. He's like, oh, when he retires, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame, and. Yeah, he won a finals MVP that he shouldn't have won. I don't care what you say. If LeBron doesn't play in that series, Golden State uh, Golden State sweep Cleveland and they win every game by 30. He was the yeah, most same. valuable player in that series just because they didn't win that series doesn't mean he wasn't the most valuable player. And Iguodala was the one whose job it was to stop LeBron, and he didn't do it. They won in spite of LeBron. So... That's ridiculous that he, he won the MVP. Golden State, everything clicked in the gear when Iguodala took a lesser role on that team. Um, he was a borderline all-star when he was in Philadelphia, when he was at his absolute peak. Um, he played on some good Denver teams. Um, I think he's a good piece. I think he could be useful, but... Does he go into you know, the He's like the Messiah. He's, to the he's, Hall of Fame. This is the guy. Dwight Howard made five straight All NBA first teams. That's so, what I mean. But yeah. you, you look at his career. Dwight you don't see the beginning. Case for the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Although I can, mm. I, I'm, you know. And and the other thing about the Hall of Fame is, I am not going to be bouncing my grandkids on my knee, telling them I watched Andre Iguodala played basketball. You know, this is this is the this is the 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 final. Th- you know, argument yeah. for Halls of Fame. It's why 
If you're doing a cricket hall of fame, Gary Sobers is in and Jacques Callis is not, despite the fact Jacques Callis's numbers and his statistics were very broadly comparable to Sobers, is that I you know, I saw Jacques Callis bat and my my abiding memory of watching him bat was and this might it might have been A. B. de Villiers, but I, Peter Siddle clean bowling him at the MCG and appealing. Because he didn't realize that he had bowled him. He thought he was appealing for an LBW. That's my memory of Callis. Um, oh, a very, very good cricketer, but it's just like, meh. Hall of so, Fame is a different level. Yeah, yeah. agreed. So, agreed. I so, Grizzly won the trade. I just feel like he's, this is the guy that's going to get them over the top. Um, that Heat Sixes series is very interesting because, you know, the Sixes are terrible on the road, but they're 25 and 2 at home, which is better than Milwaukee's record at home, and they've lost eight games this season. So, all right. So so let let's let's, get let's to go it. to Philly let's and then and then we'll get the hell out of the East. Yep. Okay. All so right. I live in Miami. Got an old guy. Probably not the greatest value. Yeah. On to Philly. What the hell's going on? I don't know. They don't want to lose a trade. That's that's what's going on. That's the only thing is that you know they've got a popular guy with is the it, is it or he was popular like a really and he bad love trying. And now he's popular again in Embiid. He's a likable guy. He says what he thinks. He makes for good copy, right? Mm-hmm. And he's in, he's in, in, he's incredibly talented. And you've got their other best player, who's not American, um, isn't a great interview, doesn't say a lot of things. Not um, the brightest, yeah, not the smartest bloke in the world. You know, has shacked up with a Jenner or a Kardashian, which is not something that endears you to a whole lot of people for whatever reason. Nope. And not only can't shoot the three, but won't shoot it. Hasn't he hit two this year? Well, he's hit two Can we this... go back and we, we need to go back and have a look at that Mark L. Fultz Ben Simmons yeah. three point count? Yeah. That's that's only two more than I've hit this year in the NBA. <laughs> two more. One, two. Okay. Two threes is like a good forty seven second period for James Harden. Correct. Correct. Having um, said that, I watched that Buck Sixers game, and you know what? I've made my mind up. They need to trade and bead. Good. Uh, that was going to be my next question. I'm like, okay, so so because why you, aren't I, they going to? I know why they won't, but why won't they? Because he's the talented guy, and this is this is something I've described in another in another context well, to do with Kobe sports. As, no, no, as the sport culture wars. Mm. talent over work ethic, right? Yeah. Now, Shaq got himself into shape for one season, and it was the season he won his MVP. He's like, I'm sick of losing. I'm laying the smack down. I'm going to get in wicked shape, and Mm -hmm. I'm just going to kill everyone. And that's exactly what he did, and they won the title. And it it was a really impressive title. It was the most impressive of the Laker titles, both in terms of you know, how good they were, but also the degree of difficulty. They beat a very, very good Blazers team in the Western Conference Finals. They beat a very good Pacer team in the Finals. But they just, they can't bring themselves to watch the penny drop for Embiid at another team. They're scared that if they let him go, he's going to kill. Yeah, which was the reason, which was the reason, you know, why was the argument 
made that why you didn't want to trade Shaq mm. <laughs> is because oh no, what happens if he gets pissed off and he decides and... to go Kaiser Sose on the whole NBA, but particularly us for trading him? The problem mm. is we've never seen any indication that Penny's going to drop. No, no, and that's and, the that's the and, scary bit. And Simmons is a transformative defender, right? Yeah, Simmons. He work, he, he, you never look there and think, you never watch a Sixers game and think, gee, Simmons took that playoff. And I, I'm just taking that guy every time. So you see how well the Sixers can do without Embiid. Yeah. yeah. How and well can the Sixers do with Embiid without Simmons? Have there been any games where they've seen that? No, because Simmons suits up every night. Correct, because he was thing. injured for Simmons too long. Simmons plays every game. Embiid has missed like 65% of the games that he's that he's been mm-hmm. on our NBA roster for since he started. I mean, that's another thing. Um, the, I mean, the trade I would have ma- the trade that makes sense for, for me in terms of what Sixers should have done before the trade deadline was Joel Embiid for Bradley Beal. Yep. Because I, I think I think Embiid, Embiid, you know, Beal opens up the floor for Simmons then, and True. you can play Simmons as this sort of point everything, and Horford stretches things out. Um, but they're they're starting to use him off the bench a little bit more. So, you know, who knows? The problem is the, the pieces the aren't fitting are, like the, they thought. The Sixers are deeper than they were, and I think we all thought when they traded for Butler and. Harris last season that there's like here's the five and then they've got no depth and then they've managed to turn they signed Horford and turned Harris to you know let Butler go and signed Horford and turned Butler into Josh Richardson so they were able to add a piece mm. Horford hasn't delivered how they would have liked to him but liked him to have but he can still fill a role even if you're overpaying him for that production. I mean, They're it's all moot now. Uh, I think losing Reddick was was big for them. Yeah, but it's all moot now. It's all role players. I had a hot, is, I had a does, hot take. Does Brett Brown have another? Have do you reckon they re-sign him? No, absolutely not. Because I think I think I think at the start of the season, or when they re-upped him last time, or kept him around, he was just like, "There's two things Brett Brown needs to do to keep his job." Because you know, and if he does these things and they don't work, then it's the personnel. But he needed to get Embiid to get in shape and he needed to get Simmons to shoot the three, and neither of those things have happened. So, Fair. yeah. And you figure that Ben Simmons would try and back him up, giving, given the fact that he's shown so much, he so so much belief in Ben. Yeah. Embiid. And, and oh. Simmons, Brown is going to get sacked uh, mm. from being coach of the Sixers, in part because Ben Simmons hasn't been willing to shoot the three. And then Simmons is going to walk straight into an Olympic team coached by Brett Brown. So, Correct. I don't know about that. I had a hot take, and I ha- I've had it for a few weeks, and damn it, if Ryan Rosillo didn't beat me to it on um, his podcast with Bill Simmons, uh, which dropped earlier in the week, Ben Simmons as the center for the Houston Rockets. <laughs> Better than my candidate. Houston, you know. Look, when, when Isaiah traded, Thomas was Houston, waived by the Clippers, I thought Houston were going to jump on it. If Houston 
trade is somehow able to orchestrate a trade of Russell Westbrook for Ben Simmons, they win the title. And I'm I'm not arguing about that. That I mean, you put Simmons with Harden in that team, so and play Simmons with that, and put Ben Simmons at the center spot. Yeah, there it's a it's not bad. But you know, the Rockets are interesting. Anyway, we, we've we, that's our bit about the Sixers. They're broken. Um, I believe we have this is this is more time than we've spent on the East. I swear than our preview of the East. <laughs> Well, both of our teams are in the West, so let's go to the West. Let's we can talk West. freely about the West because now Phoenix are in a spot that you're more comfortable with. I'm uh, more familiar with. I familiar don't with, sorry. With I don't know. Well, you don't have to have that phobia of putting the moz on them or anything, like cursing let's them. Talk, already. Let, let's talk about real phobias for teams in the West who are the number one seed. On a scale, for, on a scale from nine to ten, how petrified are you of Lakers Pelicans first round? That the only way that happens is in NBA 2K simulations. It's oh, gonna be Memphis. They're, they're five and a half game backs of five and a half games back of Memphis. There's only twenty five games left. The Grizzlies, I oh, don't know. I think the Grizzlies are good. That's just my my take on it. I think the Grizzlies actually look So the Pelicans service. are gonna go like nineteen and eight. Mm. to get to 42 and hope the Grizzlies go like 13 and 15. Yeah, Pelicans, got to, Pelicans will have to put together a serious run. The problem uh, is they haven't shown worried. enough. I don't think the Pelicans are going to quite get there. I think I I would be scared of that matchup, to be honest. Yeah. You've got, you've got Ingram and Zoe with a bloody chip on their shoulder. You've got Zion, who's just a beast. I mean, this is why I picked them to make the playoffs at the start of the season. I thought we we're getting this for the whole season, but we didn't get it till you know. You know do you know February. what I'm still holding out hope for? Somehow, this eighth spot. I'm not Spurs. giving up. I'm not giving up on the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> they are three and seven in their last ten. Um, please, it's not about that. They're they're twenty three and thirty one, and they are only they are five half games a game back. ahead of the Pelicans. Correct. It's not happening. I was. I'm finally right. The Spurs are not going to make the playoffs. Um, so you've got four teams there that have got the potential. Oh well, actually no. Phoenix are only six and a half games back. We're not making Sacramento. It. Hell, the whole down through thirteenth is still there. Is a glimmer of hope. We're not. The Suns are making the playoffs. I'll take. I'll take 30, 33 wins. I'd be really happy with. Just avoid a fifty loss season. I think that's progress. Mm-hmm. Um, you got yeah, twenty two wins for the seasons. Actually, who was more bad. surprising for you at this stage, the Thunder or the Grizzlies? The Thunder are on fifty win pace. The Grizzlies, because I the thought they Grizzlies. were going to be a train wreck. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't think anyone thought. I think they, they were, both. I, yeah. I think I had them fifteenth. I think I had them dead last in the Western Conference. While I, I didn't have I, OKC much further back behind them, but. Oh, if I recall correctly, I suggested some thunder friskiness. Not this level of friskiness, but I suggested some level of friskiness that they were going to be a tough W most nights. And mm. they're a game and a half behind the Rockets. And, you know, this the, the Rockets have pushed all their chips into the middle of the table with this. Uh, but is this Chris Paul playing with a chip on his shoulder? Yes, but, I mean, he's always had a chip on his shoulder. 
Yeah, but this is like an inflated chip on his shoulder now. Yeah, but he's actually, he's, this is the first time in a while that it's been like, this is my team. You guys are all going to defer to my leadership. You know, there were problems in the, in the Clippers with Griffin. Um, it certainly wasn't his team in Houston. So it's been since the, he was back in New Orleans that this has happened. Yeah. So I wonder when that trade actually went down, if Chris Paul at the back of his mind was like, Come on, you've got to veto this one. You've got to veto this one. You'll get over it one day. Nope, never going to happen. Never going to happen. Just so just... yes, look, I'm surprised. I'm surprised with both teams. Um, I, I think long term, actually, no, they're they're both rebuilt from a different standpoint. Um, they've both got bright futures. These teams. But I don't think this season. I think what they're playing with their house's money. Both teams. It like is. They, it, they could. They could just completely collapse in the second half of the year. The Spurs and the Trailblazers could sneak into the playoffs, and it wouldn't surprise me. And no one would be critical of them. Well, the Blazers wouldn't surprise me because of Lillard. But that was the reason why we had them in in but, the first place. I'm. The, I'm just. I'm just surprised the Blazers the didn't playoffs, really make it. Yeah, well, the question is, do the Trailblazers go on a run and get that eighth spot? They might, but it would have to be built around the sort of last month that Lillard has put together for the rest of the season, you know, for another 26 games. I'm sure um, Mello can motivate him. But um, the funny thing about the Blazers, speaking of Mello, is as soon as they signed Mello, they sort of like, okay, we're done. This is our team. When they had, they had mm. moves to make. So... I don't know. The Trailblazers are caught in a bit of no man's land, and they they made a move, didn't they? They got didn't they get a reason? Who we wanted? He's, They're just trying to keep him away from Los Angeles. Has he hit like Western Conference bingo yet? Is that all of them? Is that all the teams? Has he played? No, not quite. Not quite. Not quite? I think he's got a couple of pieces to go. Because he was in Phoenix for about two weeks. Um. By the way, just just finishing on the Thunder, the 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 Rock the Rockets sent first round picks with Paul for Westbrook. Just remember yeah. that in terms of who won the trade. Oh, I remember I remember the 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 trade. That was insane. That was uh, Yeah, the whole and that was the chain reaction of the buddy Kawhi. Paul George. Oh quick one. Are you still not worried about the Clippers? I'm terrified. <laughs> But I believe the more you add to something that's working, the more chance you've got of wrecking it. I don't know if it's working yet. I think... I think. Well, the question is, they, they keep playing so well and they've got all these pieces. When you condense it down to eight players, does Doc Rivers forget that he's got Kawhi and Paul George there because of load management and pick the other eight guys? I doubt it. I'm I, pretty sure they pick, get picked. But someone's going to miss out. Here's the silver lining slash cloud for the Lakers as far as the Clippers are concerned. The Clippers have a 15-13 and 13 record on the road. They're a 500 team on the road. If they play a series against the Lakers, there are no road games. Mm. I was so, going to say, I, I, I was trying to figure out where you were going with that. I'm like, on the road? It's not even a footpath that's in the same building. Yeah, so at the moment, um, they would have the Thunder in the first round, which that might cause them some problems. I wouldn't be surprised if that went six or seven. Um, but then they've got. Then they would run into the Nuggets probably in the second round, and 
So my biggest question yeah. is, where do the Clippers finish? I think if they're if they're fair dinkum, to use an obvious basketball word, um, <laughs> now that the All Star All Star Week is over and they've had they all had their little break, um, they lay the smack down for the next twenty seven games and, and and go like twenty and five, twenty and yeah. Um, they've got so they get to games. 60 they get twenty and seven. They get to like mid. They get to high fifties, and that's good enough for the two seed. Okay. Yeah. And they get the Mavs in the first round. Who they probably well, there'll be a Luca game. Um, so they probably win in five. Home court against the Nuggets. They're not losing that series. They played it on the moon. Um, who challenges the Clippers before they get to the Lakers? I mean, it's just a. I mean, unless they, I mean, they're only a half game ahead of the Jazz. If they end up in the four slot, then <laughs> they get the Lakers in the second round of the playoffs. Second round of the playoffs. Um, this will tie into my last uh, question. That um, I think, I think the Jazz are capable of beating the Clippers in a seven-game series, but I would, I would have the Clippers. And we, I mean, anyone who thinks they know what's going to happen with this Houston team for the rest of the season. Um, is lying because this is this is an experiment. Experiment. Um, they do the most volatile things imaginable, and it works in the regular season. Because who knows? I mean, we, we this is you know they are so through the looking glass in terms of writing against conventional wisdom that we just have no idea what's going to happen. So, um, so I mean, that's that's an incomplete grade. For me, or assessment, I believe um, the, the Nuggets can't beat the Clippers. Substances in Houston that are consumed when they're making decisions on the roster. Um, fair enough. The Nuggets can't beat the Clippers in a seven-game series. The Thunder can't, and everyone else. It doesn't matter below that. And I don't know about I don't know about the Lakers, but if I had to pick a I, team, I think it's different in in playoffs basketball. If I had to pick a team in the Western Conference now to win the Western Conference, it'd be the it'd be the Clippers with no great level of confidence. It'd be like they would have a plurality of votes, but not a majority of them. Uh, they they in my mind. I would have liked the Lakers to sign a the extra point guard or something. You know what I mean? Like the who was it that signed Reggie Jackson, was it? After Detroit waved him? It was the Clippers. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. he signed with the Clippers. I would have rather the Lakers pick something like that up. Yeah, they got too many guys. They're not all going to play. They're depending on on Alex Caruso having finals MVP stats. Yeah, but he's got the <laughs> rational confidence running all, you know, written all over him. I don't mind it, but they're going to go with Bradley Green, Davis, and LeBron. And it's that, fifth, that fifth does spot Boogie, that's does the Boogie question play? Mark. No, Dwight Howard's doing well. Do they threaten? Do they threaten the league with, or they they sort of like try and put a scare into the league by getting a couple of games into it? I don't know. I I, I think I think there'd be a pretty good chance he never suits up, never gets in a Laker uniform. I so, think you're right, but I don't know. If, if I was the Lakers, I'd be trying to get him healthy just to just to throw their scouting. Maybe, but I mean, you can't. He'll get he. He wouldn't sign on for that. He want to His play. leg will explode. He'll want he'll want to make a contribution if he's doing that. So no, don't worry about it. Um, so I mean, in terms of in terms of with uh, with me 
confessing I have no idea what's going to happen with the Rockets. The three teams in my mind who can win the Western Conference are the two LA teams and the Jazz. I do not agree with the Jazz. I occasionally forget the Jazz exists because I, I keep trying to recollect who's in the top of the standings and I'm like, who am I missing? Oh, oh Utah are there. So out of the 100, I'd have Clippers 45, Lakers 40, Jazz 15. Okay. Um, in the Eastern Conference, um, I would suggest that, yeah, I, I think it's Raptors 55, Bucks 45. Bucks 45. And that's, that's, that's my feelings at the moment. Um, All right. I'll, I'm I'll, tempted I'll, to I'll, throw in like five for the Sixers, just, you know, but uh, you, you, it's chasing a dream. Ah, look, it's look, not going to work. Break it down into the top threes, and, and we'll and, and we'll I'll allocate all one hundred percent within the top three. I'm fifty percent in on the Lakers because I can't I can't go that far against my own team. I think the Lakers are fifty percent. The Clippers 40, 45. I'll give a five percent nod to a freak run by the Nuggets. They have been there a lot. I think they're better than they were. I don't know. I just feel like Jokic can get them over the line. Um, but it'll take a lot to get past either of the LA teams. You're right. In the East, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say 50% uh, Milwaukee. 45. Actually, no, I'll probably go 30, 20. I'll give Toronto the 30, but the 20 is going to Boston. Okay. And and your one percent goes to Philly. My one percent goes to the Pacers. Fair enough. I I, just, I think Celtics are a year away. You reckon? Um, yeah. At Brad Another Stevens, year, everything everything will come together. Depends if Gordon Haywood can actually remember how to play basketball. Like just get back to that elite level. Well, I mean, second year after the broken leg, so yeah. uh, we'll see. Up, Adam. Up. We've been it's talking been a, for a while, haven't we? We've been talking for a while. It's a good <laughs> solid hour and a bit. So um, we shall do this again when we know who's in the playoffs. So around so that's Easter. It's not going to be long. It's, uh, it's, what, six weeks away? Yep. We might do it before then, but we'll certainly do it uh, before the playoffs start with a with a playoff preview and a review about the regular really? season. So until next time, always a pleasure, Adam. Thanks for joining me. Uh, Thank you for having me. Um, sorry if I got a bit too morbid early on. So, um, no, no, yes, that... basketball is back. Basketball is back. And we are two for 2020. So, thanks very much for listening in. We'll join you next time on It Should Go Without Saying. Catch you later.